0: This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link red5.
1: a fantastic precursor to this episode we were just uh really gung-ho and talking about um some really cool stuff before I hit record um with me we have Nick and uh Shanti of course hello everybody hello hello wow what a what a discussion we got uh we got pretty ramped up there talking about (laughs) Andor and science fiction in the (laughs) 70s
0: and all that stuff yeah, I think I need a cigarette now. <laughs> me too. Absolutely. Like, that, was, that was some good. That's like, I can't, you can't put that all in a tweet, but really it's like, woke man, me up. that was a good discussion.
2: <laughs> I was napping before this, and that really woke me now, up.
0: <laughs> now you
1: are awake. Absolutely. But um,
2: thank you, everybody, for
1: joining us on this episode. Uh, we are calling it Quick Cuts, and uh, we take a friend, we take a topic, and uh, we just uh, talk about it. Um, we've had some great success, uh, along with, uh, our five questions, uh, like we had last week, we had a lot of fun with Toby and, uh, we have Nick coming back here. Uh, the second time at the scare scuttlebutt, Nick, thank you for joining us again.
0: Yes. Thank you guys for having me. It's this right. is exciting. My second time on.
2: Sloppy seconds,
0: excellent. (laughs) Sloppy seconds. That's right. Sloppy topic today. It's uh...
1: (laughs) well, you know, um, just to give uh, everybody a heads up. um, I mentioned that we were really, um, we, our blood was boiling uh, right before I hit record. We're talking about Andor, and I'm sure everybody is uh, enjoying Andor. And if you're not, um, I don't know if there's any anything that we can do. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, Nick, um, briefly tell me um, a little bit about uh, w- what are some of the aspects of Andor that you were enjoying? Why are you liking it so much?
0: Yeah. So, you know, uh, part of it is A, the writing's just amazing. I think this show balances main characters with side characters, where when you go to a side character, to me, it doesn't feel like a waste. Like some shows where you're like, we don't really know much about them you know, I'm not really that interested. Whereas like this, I've been interested in everybody because there's a little bit to everyone that you're like, what's going to happen with them? Because we know what happens to Andor in the end of his you know, story, but we're still so far from that point that it's like, what takes him from how he started in the show to where he is in Rogue One? And this past episode, I love he doesn't say much. It's a lot of just him absorbing what's going on. And I love watching characters who are in a situation like his, because the whole time he's thinking like, how the hell do I get out of this prison? Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, take your shoes off. Here's why. Boom. We could (laughs) shop (laughs) in a second. Like, I'm like, hell, that's a hell of a prison system. But you know, and the, uh, you know, spoiler alert, sorry if you haven't watched, but the big Andy circus, cameo that no one knew about i was like that was awesome like i like when there is a surprise to a show absolutely um no i just think andor's been awesome, and the fact that they're giving it time if you're going to do a show like this i'd rather 12 episodes where maybe for some people it took you know a couple episodes to get into but i like that i like the world building and that they're not relying on legacy characters right now there's been mentions of some but it's not you don't need that character if no legacy characters appear in this show it's still great and i think it's that's why it's so well written it's not relying on the like kind of cheap oh we're gonna throw this guy in for a cameo just to get you talking about us you know Preach. um sure but yeah no it's been awesome and it's kind of gonna it's gonna be really sad when it's over in a i guess a few weeks because they're on episode eight so we got mm-hmm. Four left and I'm like, damn, I'm, you know, after House of Dragon, it was so nice having that show on Sunday. And then this one on Wednesday, it was like a nice buffer between. And now it's like, damn, when Andor is done, uh, you know, like Star Wars wise, it's like, man, that was this was the, what we needed, I thought, for, you see, for Star and that, Wars this year. And that
2: is exactly why what you just said right there. That is exactly why I do not like the episode dump, because mm-hmm. if you dropped all 12 and you binged it in a day or two believe me, you would feel like, oh shit, well, now it's over and I don't have anything else coming for like another <laughs> couple of months. And right. and then you're depressed because you got nothing else, you know? And so I, I like, I still enjoy the, the stretching out. Of I, I think you episodes. become more
0: part of the conversation
2: yeah, on let social it media in. when
0: you are week to week. Um, yeah. Because then you're not worried about someone who binges a whole show on a Friday morning because look I have two little kids so like binging shows are just tough it's tough for a lot of people you might be busy with a job your family social life whatever and it's nice to be like look you know on Wednesday if you don't want and or spoiled for you stay off social media until you Mm -hmm. watch it but generally it's just nice to not be like oh the whole show is ruined for me because people will do that because it's People are sick effers uh, and decide that it's cool (laughs) to be like, I'm going to spoil something like Stranger Things, spoiling something the day it comes out. I'm like, dude, not everyone stayed up till 5 a.m. binging this show. Like, you can't give it some time.
2: Spoiling spoiling something within
1: within the same hour they do it. Mm -hmm. It's a sickness,
2: in my personal opinion. Oh, like- I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, and it's like, listen, The major, I feel like the majority of the people who are doing this, like maybe you have a YouTube show, maybe you have a podcast, but like you're not famous. You know what I mean? Like I don't like I don't know, like <laughs> I hate to say well, like, who the hell do you think you are? You know what I mean? Like that happened. I know Roe is against watching the toilet seat head, but that happened with like the finale of Peacemaker. Like lit- now, luckily, I stayed up and watched the finale. But literally I'm being serious. Literally mere seconds after the finale finished, I went on Twitter and someone had already spoiled the very, very end and the cameos that happened. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, that sucks. Like, I'm that sorry. happened that's to Ken just, Bain the rude. day that's that he rude.
0: appeared. Um someone they did the spoilers, but they put the picture in there. And I'm like, oh. you don't you don't have enough time to scroll past it right. if you, you put the you picture and you see it and yeah, And it's like, what? Why didn't you just write that out so people? If you're like, oh, I'm trying not to spoil it, but I'm gonna spoil it. I'm like, yeah, that's the "Ah." devil. So
2: media.
0: I I had to pretend with my wife that I didn't know it was spoiled. I was like, who's that guy? And then afterwards, she's like, oh, that was awesome. I'm like, yeah, I, I I knew. I already knew. She always knows when I see something that's spoiled. (laughs) That she'll be like, (laughs) you knew that was coming, didn't you? I'm like, I saw it on Twitter. I
2: wife knows yeah knows, I should just be
0: like you didn't laugh at that the same or you did seem as surprised yeah I uh, saw it
1: yeah that's one of the things that I really hate about modern um, I guess uh, announcements of movies you know when mm-hmm. when a cast member is announced you realize oh you know this guy's probably gonna play this person and right, it's right. it's it's no longer a surprise when you watch it in the movies it's like yeah mm-hmm. but, This actor was announced that he was going to be in this. I already knew he was coming, so
2: you know that's why the Andy
1: Circus thing is uh is so well received. It was it was uh, really a a nice surprise. Oh,
2: I totally had a loud verbal reaction. I was like, "Oh my God, Andy (laughs) Circus!" I was like, "Oh my God!" I was like, "What are you doing here?" And I oh, it was it was such a treat
0: been a good year for him it's about time he gets stuff where he doesn't have to hide his face he's such a good actor who i mean what he does with the mocap things are amazing but it's like good for him you know alfred and and Batman. Mm-hmm. and and, mm -hmm,
2: and
0: he's just he's a good actor and he's a good like i think it's he feels like um like a billy butcher type guy like where you you could believe him playing any type of bad guy or badass but he's just he's a really good actor who it's good to see him get like. Get, like i said show his face in something um yeah. and not a you know but his character's good because now we're going to be like are we going to get him in more episodes like what's his deal because he's it looks like he's a prisoner who if you do right by the empire they'll let you kind of be a boss while you're still in prison it's it's an interesting dynamic i'm excited to see next weeks and, and, see that's, more where, and him that's where and that's where the show
2: else. yeah and that's where the show differs from book of Boba Fett. I like how this turned into an Andor review episode. Um, (laughs) But this is where it differs from Book of Boba Fett because with all of these big name actors that we've gotten in Andor, first of all, aside from my extreme reaction to Andy Serkis, I haven't found some of the more well-known actors to be distracting. But at the same point, they're not Mm -hmm. wasted. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they have a purpose. So just like you just said, Nick, I don't believe this will be the only time we see Andy Serkis as to no. where we got machete in <laughs> two episodes for two seconds in Boca Boba Fett made no sense was a distraction. Same thing with Steven Root. It was like a walk on yeah. <laughs> cameo on a sitcom. Oh, you know, by the way, in that- no purpose.
0: I found hmm. out in that Andor scene, the old guy who's part of his like prison crew yeah. is the guy in the first Tim Burton Batman movie. Who's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Batman. <gasps> no he way. I couldn't believe that. Guy I was on like, the <gasps> yeah, the guy on the rooftop, the one who's like, uh, give me a break. that's not the-. like oh he's he's God. one of my favorite n- non-important Batman characters because it's just like. <laughs> The the way he starts in that movie, they're like, we just need a typical, basically New York thug. Yes. um, And I couldn't believe that someone posted that on Twitter. And I was like, wait, what? That's the same guy. I was like, he looked familiar, I guess. But like, I'm also like, I don't know. He just didn't really say anything. and. He seems like a guy who's probably gonna die because he's old and they're like dude you're you're not doing your good, like a good enough job on this thing and oh but I, gotta go I couldn't believe that. that i was like oh cool it's like when you find out porkins is all these characters oh, yeah. Wars, you're <laughs> like what yeah porkins is in uh raiders of the lost ark mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's in the batman or Bat. batman yeah
1: it's too funny too funny yeah. awesome awesome We certainly love our movies, don't we, to
2: Yes, we do. And that's exactly what we're here to talk about, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tell uh, tell the folks uh, what our topic is and what we're going to be talking about. It's almost like a five questions, but uh, a little different. Go for yeah, it. Yeah,
2: sort of. So uh, Nick had uh, approached me a couple of weeks ago, uh, probably literally after we had you on the last time, Nick. And he had said, you know, it would be a fun topic if we do... Uh, kind of pick a couple of movies where maybe they were universally or supposedly universally loved by audiences but you maybe personally hated it and just didn't get what the hoopla was about and then kind of vice versa what well, was a movie that was kind of completely panned across the board but maybe you loved it kind of almost you know like a guilty pleasure type of thing so that's what we're here to talk about
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I just made my list. I just added the last one in the movies I love that others don't. But um, I guess we're going to generalize it and, and, and pick, talk about movies that I don't like that everybody seems to like, and then movies that, that you love that others seem not to. Mm-hmm. So, um, Nick, because you are our uh, honored guest, why don't you go first and tell us about a movie that uh, that you don't like, that everybody seems to like.
0: Perfect. Okay. So uh, my my two, I, I believe they came out within like a year of each other, but um, two movies, one was nominated for an Oscar and actually the, the star won the Oscar in this movie. And I think it was his, oh, we got to give him an Oscar already role. And that's The Revenant and 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 I saw it with my wife, and she is the biggest Leo fan, and we left that movie, and we're like, that was so damn boring, except for the Tom Hardy stuff. I think Tom Hardy was the one in that movie who I enjoyed watching, and I was like, all Leo does is just get the shit beat out of him and walk around a bunch in the movie, and it's like, it just, I don't know, like, seeing the way he is in the movie, like Wolf on Wall Street, where he has, like, a lot to chew on that role, I just yeah. feel like The Revenant was like, okay, yeah, Leo's good. I didn't think he was like best actor good. And it felt like a, like a Pacino scent of a woman Oscar where they're like, oh my God, how have you not won an Oscar yet? Okay, well this is good enough work. Um, and then the, I believe this came out the year before, maybe I think it was the year before uh, Tinker, Taylor soldier spy. We were both really excited for that movie and leaving the theater again. We were just like, what a letdown. It was so odd. Cause It was two movies where we love the cast. We love the trailers. And then we saw the movies and we both were like, wow, there's very rare. Do we both not like a movie, especially ones that are actually like critically acclaimed. Mm -hmm. And we were both just like these. These two are boring as hell. We they were ones that I I don't think I needed to see in theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: was Revenant the one where um where he uh, it's a bear he fights he fights a bear yeah okay, so yeah.
0: actually up until that point I really liked it because it is a really well shot movie and that scene is crazy but it was kind of one of these things where I think they were movies that were so hyped up from people I trusted that you go into the movie and then if it doesn't get you right away there was no hook in it for me to be like. Okay, it's like um, a movie that came out earlier this year, The Northman. I didn't care for it. I know a lot of people liked it, but the first hour I didn't like, and then I liked the second. But it was like a movie where I'm like, I, if the first hour I'm not into it, then I'm probably not going to watch it again. And that's how these two movies were, where I'm like, damn, I was really let down by them. Um but yeah, those yeah. are two those are two recent. My all time one that I think is not that good that people love is Citizen Kane. I just don't care for it. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I went to film school. I was like the only film school person who was like, I I'm good on Citizen Kane. They're like, Well, wow. no, you got to watch oh. it. It's a masterpiece. I'm like, Yeah, I, I like the family guy joke about it where Peter rents it <laughs> and tapes himself over it. And oh just, yeah. <laughs> when he says Rosebud, he's like, Hey, it's a sled. Now I saved you <laughs> two hours of boobless movie. You could go like <laughs> It, 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 it's a movie that, you know, people thing, yeah. love it. Yeah. Just I, I was not into it.
1: I remember watching Tinker, Taylor because I love um, uh, what's his name,
0: Gary Oldman. Um, Gary Oldman. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's
1: just fantastic in everything. But I, I didn't finish it.
0: Um, so yeah, and, I, I, and I it's a huge like, British cast, a really yeah. good one. And it was like, mm, I don't know. I think it's a movie that didn't have legs at all because I don't know of many people who I just remember when it was coming out it was yeah. really like reviewed really positive They're like right, ooh, right. a smart you know right. uh sophisticated spy movie and i was like oh man it just maybe i'm dumb i'm too dumb to understand it but i was like i just didn't you know a great cast again but it's like yeah sure. eh, just didn't care and for it Shanti,
1: did you see those movies
2: i did not see either one but um I can tell you right now, just from having, especially with The Revenant, um, having seen so many commercials for it when it came out in the trailer and stuff like that, I kind of already had the same thought. Like, you know, like even without having watched it, I was kind of like, really, this is the one that Leo is going to win for? I kind of agreed. I think it should have been Wolf of Wall Street. And honestly, After watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was very good in that movie about playing an actor who is kind of like on his way out, you know, in his Mm -hmm. career. And he has this one scene, I think, where he's really giving it his all and having, I think, a conversation with the younger girl and he's, you know, kind of tearing up and stuff. And I thought he was very good in that movie.
0: His, his scene in the trailer in that movie where he messes up and he's embarrassed. Is, yeah. He, Leo's so funny. That yeah, he is funny, he, actually. He he needs to do more like the nice guy type movies where like, he really does comedic roles really well. As good of yeah. a I love him in Catch
2: Me If You Can. Yeah, I, I love Catch He's if incredibly you can.
0: funny. And it's like, same thing with Brad Pitt. I actually think him and Pitt are... They, they're two guys. We're That's why together. I like them together. I wish they were in that movie more together. I'm like, yeah, you just do a two hour movie. The two of them talking and shooting the shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I think, I think it was the point in Leo's career where they're like, God, how have you never won? You know, yeah, you've um, done enough already. Like you've that'll done do enough. Yeah. That'll do.
2: Exactly.
0: They're <laughs> like, they're like, you got molested by a bear in this movie. We will, uh, we'll give, we'll you, the give you
1: the statue. We'll we'll throw you the statue. <laughs> too funny. Shanti, what about
2: you? Okay, so I ended up writing three down and then there was one that I ended up remembering afterwards that I guess I'll do it as an honorable mention. Um, Ro will absolutely know the first one, which is Avatar. Um, Oh, God. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I just rewatched the movie Ferngully after I don't know how many years and I'm like, this is better than Avatar. This is what Avatar was going for. I also think James Cameron is just an unbelievable uh, prick. Um, oh I, I mean, I can understand, yes, it's visually stunning. And I know, Ro, you've mentioned many times, you know, how it was definitely an advancement in technology. And I understand that. And I, I can throw, I can give, I can throw that bone at that movie and that's fine. But to me, the visual is just not enough. That's not The only thing that makes a movie, I thought the acting was horrible. I thought the story was just very generic. I mean, even someone like Sigourney Weaver, who I absolutely love and is a fantastic actress, she fell flat for me. (laughs) Like, even she wasn't good in the movie, which really shocked me. And. You never heard from what's his face ever again. The main character after after oh, that movie, God. Sam Worthington Sam or whatever. Yeah, he, so he had, a,
1: he had some other. Um, he did Clash of the Titans.
2: Oh, what a disaster <laughs> it that was! A John
0: Carpenter movie. I didn't even know it. Was like,
2: Salvation with Christian Bale. He had like a string of like like box office
0: flops where they were like, stop casting him in movies.
2: I haven't heard his name in a very long time. So when I heard oh Avatar 2, I was like, Oh, well, okay, let's obviously they were gonna bring him back, but I was like, dude, you should be so lucky.
0: (laughs) But you know what Shanti, really quick on Avatar and James Cameron, what I don't like is how he has to constantly bash the mcu and dc yeah we had like we had this discussion it's like dude your movies will make money you other people are allowed to make movies that use special effects that aren't you and it doesn't mean they're lesser stories like he he is sniffs his own farts and thinks (laughs) that they should be cologne and like it's like dude, you make one movie every 10 years relax james cameron i also just didn't
2: i also just didn't like that he basically said and summed it up that there's really only one way to make a movie. Like, this is not how you make a movie. I'm like, dude, shut the hell up. Like, what are you even talking about? There isn't one way to paint a painting. There isn't one way to make fashion. Like this is a creative process and everyone's creative process is very different. And I'm not going to sit here and expect that the MCU and the DCU pump out something that's going to look like Titanic or look like avatar. Like, those are already their own thing with established lore, and it's got to have a, a specific look and a specific type of story. Back up and do whatever it is that you're still doing and leave us be.
1: What a bourgeois bastard.
2: Oh. <laughs> I was telling Nick yesterday, I was like, I was so happy. I'll never forget when... His ex-wife, Catherine Bigelow, won for the Hurt Locker for Best Director against him. I was like, way to stick it to him, because I just yeah. was like, you do not deserve Best Director for Avatar. Give me a break.
1: That's too funny.
2: Give me a break. Yeah. My second one should shock no one. I deeply, deeply, deeply apologize, Nick. Deeply, oh. deeply, deeply, oh, no. Oh, no! deeply oh, apologize. Boy. I don't get the big deal with Jaws. I'm sorry. I love you both. What? I know you're I know you've
1: uh, talked about this with,
0: with uh, Frank.
1: Yes. How do you not understand Jaws?
0: My, my Funko Pops are shaking their heads. And I I'm so you. sorry. I, what is it I, that you look, don't get about it?
2: It's not that I don't. I just. I understand the. Okay, so. Uh, The one thing that I probably do love about Jaws is I do like that you don't see the shark till the very end. I I do like the whole getting the perspective from the water mixed in with the music. But again, maybe it's just because I'm coming from the perspective of where I live. So I just don't have that fear of sharks. So I'm just kind of like whatever. And it's a man versus nature kind of thing and it's like dude you're in the water you're in his head territory i totally like have zero sympathy for you and the chick who goes swimming at the beginning of the movie sorry bitch you deserve it like I, I just, <laughs> i'm just like i don't she And honestly, wants to relax i know you know it also it's too long
0: Oh, okay. oh my God! Weak, you man. are like the Andor is too slow people right for now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Shots what
2: it those is people. too yeah. well, for what it is, it's too it's two hours. Long. It's not too long. Well, it feels really long. It. I just I do uh, There's
0: tears in my eyes right now. I feel like uh, now like, I will betrayed.
2: say uh, no, betrayed. I will say you know this was coming too. When you, I know you,
0: you buttered it up, you're like okay. I'm so Ugh, sorry. I hurts. will
2: say though, it is top tier of. Movies that have to do with man against animal because unfortunately Jaws spawned a lot of crap. Piranha, <laughs> it feels like
0: a backhanded orca, comment.
2: anaconda. Like, I will agree, right. no one else has been able to really do it any Sharpnado. better. Sharknado. Oh yeah. uh, yeah, like just no one's been able to do it better. So, in that case, yes, it does stand on its own. I understand. <laughs> The achievement there, and I love Spielberg, so it's definitely. And the acting is great. I will say that if everything you know, is really great and stands out in that movie, it is the three main actors.
1: Yeah, you have to understand to the place in history that Jaws has. You mentioned the fact that it spawned other uh, movies that were kind of man against, you know, beast in the same um, fashion. So Spielberg really had uh, a corner on the market on, on that, you know, it's, uh, some people call it a horror film, other people, you know, it's a thriller, but, you know, uh, a while ago we did our 100th episode, um, where, you know, we talked with Andrew about the, uh, you know, our top, uh, movies of, you know, the, the most influential movies in history. And I, I'm pretty sure that Jaws was in one of our, um, lists, um, yeah. And like I said, you, you, you really do have to remember its place in history
2: mm-hmm. and
1: what it represents. Um, so but you're just And I guess, for me, um, not, I
2: guess for me, I just don't. And again, you know, I, I, I'm like Rose says, I'm a fetus. I'm of a different <laughs> era. Exactly. I wasn't. Sure I, didn't, I didn't watch this movie in the 70s. So I understand, especially if you've never even thought about that before, of a shark actually attacking you. And you're so afraid to go to the beach. Landline- Wait. My parents have lived in Miami almost their entire lives. My mom mm. didn't want to go in the ocean after she saw that movie. She still doesn't want to go in the ocean because of that movie. So I understand the fear, <laughs> but as someone who's gone diving with stingrays, <laughs> I'm just like, I'll go swimming with a shark, you know? So Yeah, that, we
0: get it. You're cool. We uh, know. That fear <laughs> is
2: just not there. Now, if it was a movie about a giant cockroach or a big butterfly, that would be different because I have a phobia of those <laughs> things. I just... Don't find it to be scary, which is why I can't categorize it also as a horror movie. It's a drama action to me. everyone hates me it's fine it's cool no Whatever. no you know
0: you were fair to it you under <laughs> you appreciate it you just oh, don't I like totally, it though i do feel totally like my soul, soul deep has deep been ripped there. out i'm
2: very sorry and now had i seen it in the theater when it when it had the anniversary release nick like you did because i've only ever seen oh, it on tv it so much fun maybe i would have a much different perspective if i had watched <laughs> it in the theater with the lights off and the big screen and john but williams you know the <laughs> speakers you know
0: when you talk about the Chrissy Watkins part, um, my wife turned to me when we went and saw that in the theater, and apparently in IMAX, you could see a lot of her body, and she just turns to me and goes, you could see Chrissy's bush right now. Oh I'm my- like, oh my god. Oh my god, I'm like, I've Bro, seen this movie a, a billion times. Episode. Oh yeah, sorry, that was a... That's it for work. Or no, Or Sorry, she said her beeve was the way she <laughs> said it, and it just made me laugh, because I'm like, I started laughing at that part right before she gets attacked, because I'm just thinking, I'm like, well, yeah, they shot this movie in the 70s. The cameras weren't as advanced. I guess if you advance it now, yeah, she probably was naked when they were doing that.
2: Now, that part is probably the only scene to me that is the most horror-like, and I do appreciate, actually, that that's how you would open your movie, that right away you are being given something that is kind of so terrifying, and seeing her just, you know, slowly being, you know, tucked under the water and then finally the thrashing so that to me is probably the only part of the movie that is like actually horror based <laughs> It's Josh and Andy from the Hall of Chronicles, and you're listening to the Scaref Scuttlebutt. Scaref Scuttlebutt. Hey y'all, this is Aubrey Eden Dukes, and you're listening to the Scaref Podcast, and that's the Scuttlebutt. Hello, Scuttlebutters. Hey guys, this
0: is Cam Ray.
2: Hey awesome humans, this is Sean from At Sean Wars. I'm a proud Scuttlebuddy.
1: Hey Charlie Skywalker and Black Squadron Two, checking in. Hey Ro and the Scuttlebutt crew, this is Jeff from over here at the Blue Mill
0: Cafe, and you're listening to the Scare Scuttlebutt
2: podcast okay my next one which my mom is kills me for all the time um and really i just think it's a little short and i don't feel like it's there's enough buildup i guess that's what she said Oh man, I'm gonna get so hated for this one, but I will say I love the album. I think the soundtrack is absolutely wonderful. Uh oh. Oh, Rocky. What was it? Rocky.
0: Wait, I thought you were gonna say like Rocky Horror Picture Show. No. The first Rocky. Rocky? The
2: first Rocky. Yes. Oh my god. I watched that. We have
1: to reevaluate our relationship here. I'm so sorry.
2: I finally watched it to appease my mom, and I was just like, all right, this was good. Oh boy. I was just like, all right. I mean, I get it. The underdog story and you not know, the I mean,
0: underdog, the first underdog the, story. I get it. Whatever. <laughs> I'm Again, just, you I, fetus.
2: Whatever. Damn it. No, listen, you're talking I love classic movies. I, I shoot, there are movies that I like that are older than Rocky, but I'm just kind of like <laughs> sometimes I wonder maybe if I watched Rocky One and Rocky Two back to back back that maybe then i would appreciate rocky one but i only just watched rocky one and that was and that was it and i didn't follow it up i just felt like there wasn't to me enough build up getting to the fight between him and 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 apollo creed like there wasn't enough back and forth between those two for me to like to be like, oh, this is going to be such an you know. I understand why this fight is so epic. It was just like, okay, you're going to fight this guy. Is it? Music is I don't great feel though. Bad
0: about my list now. I at love all. the I Oh, I'm totally
2: <laughs> unconventional. Okay, uh,
1: I'm making you're... a list here. Um, babies, puppies, milkshakes, that... Rocky.
2: Not for things
1: the... that Shanti hates. Hi.
2: Okay, Nick. For the record, Bro <laughs> likes to mess with me, but oh, I love man. puppies. I don't. Want that out there? I love puppies. I have a dog. There are many pictures on my Instagram of Jax. <laughs> I don't want to further perpetuate that horrible, horrible lie. My honorable mention, which Josh kills me for because he loves this movie, is Forrest Gump. I think it is one of Tom Hanks's worst performances. Wow. <laughs> I cannot take him seriously. Hope I thought you loved cinema. I cannot take I cannot take Tom Hanks seriously. I think that movie's completely overrated. If and you can't take him
0: serious. you would have really hated Travolta in that role then.
2: Oh God! I think honestly, if anyone actually is worth noting in that movie, it's uh, Robin Wright. Even though she's a total bitch, and her character <laughs> Jenny's a total bitch, but I just can't take Tom Hanks seriously, like at all. I, in a way, I almost I hate to say it. I feel like he's almost in a sense, mocking people with a mental disability. So I can't, I can't deal with it. It doesn't. It was, it was a role. It was a role. It feels insulting to me for some reason.
1: (laughs) I get it. And I think, um, this might relate to my third, um, selection. Um, uh, when, when you don't really like the portrayal of an actor. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so you guys ready for mine? Mm
2: -hmm. I can't imagine it'd be any more shocking than what I just (laughs) rattled off. So go ahead.
1: (laughs) All right. So movies that I just cannot stand that everybody seems to just love and adore and cherish and hold, uh, you know, on high is The Big Lebowski.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's a. Man, you got you too. I really feel like I didn't come out swinging hard enough. <laughs> you, you guys, oh, to man. Me.
2: Uh, the dude minds this will not stand,
1: you know. This aggression will not stand, man. Yeah, everybody's like, Oh my god, it's the best thing. I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, What the hell's going on? And why is this guy like, who cares? I just, you know, and you know, that freaking meme everybody um, posts uh, the, the dude saying dude things. I don't give a shit. <laughs> God, so (laughs) overrated. Don't get it. I don't get it.
2: Your revolution is over, Mr. Lebowski. Condolences. The bomb's lost. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. The dude abides.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man, oof. I feel like the opposite. I need a cigarette during our Andor conversation. Nick Nick (laughs) is never
2: coming back. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no no actually you know what though for Ro I could get why someone wouldn't like that, that movie is I think people either love it or they don't like it yeah that's one or the other but that's the Coen brothers they're that type of director where I feel like you either love their stuff or the like thing. you're like I nah love, not for me
2: love the Coen brothers there's mm-hmm. really like I haven't seen I can't say I've seen every every single one but there's maybe only one or two I haven't seen and all the other ones that I have seen I love <laughs>
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay. So that was all a big right. first. one, I'm scared, man.
2: Yeah.
1: You know.
0: Um... Wait, Beauty and the Beast isn't on this list, is it? Uh, <laughs> Shut your mouth. Like, it, it, with no, all these no, no. movies we're listing off, I feel like we're getting into. <laughs> all
1: right. So here's my second pick for movies that I don't like or understand that everybody goes gugu over, and that my second pick would be Clerks by Kevin. Oh, Smith. okay. I, uh, I don't understand the fascination with uh, with that type of character. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's maybe kind of like the, the, the burnout, the high school burnout. I was going to say,
2: I'm noticing you can't identify to the slacker.
1: No, <laughs> no, that's a good point. I'm going to have to talk to my therapist about that.
2: That is what it is. You cannot identify. Well, considering how long I've gotten to know you now, you're always busy. You're always doing something. And I can't I sit mean, still. I literally just took an hour and a half, like almost two hours <laughs> nap before I jumped <laughs> like, behind this microphone. Oh so God. for me, I'm like, yeah, man, slack all the way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I, I can't do it. Um, and, <laughs> the shanty you know, abides, man. Uh, the shanty you know, yeah, abides, the yeah. abides, <laughs> But, you know, it's like, you know, Kevin Smith, um, who appointed him to be my nerd representative? Um, He's another guy that that. I I really don't, uh, I don't like for whatever reason. Are you considered Gen X? Me? Yeah. Um, Because I feel
2: like, I feel, I can't remember what the year range is because I know like DB. Sean calls me a boomer. (laughs) you're not that old jesus but
0: i was starting to get a nancy reagan vibe from you with some (laughs) of these well because (laughs) the two
2: movies that he has just mentioned kind of define that generation x kind of like reality bites and you know movies like that like those movies really do define that generation x so i'm wondering if maybe that's why
1: but you know what? I think you hit it on the head as far as me not really identifying with the slacker mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in high school and there were characters like that. There were people like that in, in some of my classes, especially Woodshop. It was just like, you know, uh, yeah. throwing um, ninja stars in the basement and not doing <laughs> your actual freaking work. So, and you're right. A I'm, a, I'm a go-getter. I do things. I move my I I I am a mover and a shaker. And if mm-hmm. you're not moving, um, which is interesting because in my business, I always tell um my business partner, you know, I, I hate waiting for clients because nobody works at the speed of row. It's true. <laughs> you work at warp speed. So I think you got something there. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Yeah. You so, there
1: <laughs> exactly. Because, yeah. <laughs> See you next week. Cool. So my third one is um Anything starring Nicolas Cage?
2: (laughs) Well, that's he's another... He's kind of... Okay, don't take this insultingly, Nick, because he is kind of like... uh, He's kind of um, like, what's his name? Oh, my God, I can't believe I just blanked because I had his name in my head. He's kind of like Jeff Goldblum. You know, those two stars have really just have banked on their weirdness and eccentricities and i kind of have to respect that but nicholas cage is definitely not a good actor there's i mean there are things that i do like of his movies where i've been entertained like i like the national treasure movies <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah, yeah I, I can see that row
0: yeah because he's um
2: it's i don't know taste. A, yeah
0: exactly <laughs> he's i think he's a guy who goes all in at roles and it either works really well for him or you get like or yeah or you get like so many of his flops but i could see like that that that's that pick makes sense and yeah, you know it's it so do your first two because if if those first two specifically because those directors have very specific styles that, mm-hmm. like i said you're either like a huge kevin like kevin smith seems to have the fan base where you either love his work or you just you kind of him. gloss right over it. And you're yeah, like, no right. big deal. I'm not going to watch his stuff. Um But yeah, no, the it Nick fits, Cajun, bro. that's interesting. Cause I know people love him now, but I do think if you look at his like film catalog, you'd be like, yeah, there's a couple in there. I like, but really he's just made so many that it's just like, yeah, no, you know, I, I could see that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, he's just not a draw for me. You know, a, a new uh Nicolas Cage movie is announced and I, I can pretty much skip it. It's and not that the it was, is. Yeah, and everybody went crazy for what was that one? The the history of the swear word or something on um was it on Hulu? Oh, I don't
2: I don't oh, know. So that I did not watch anyway. that, but I know what you're talking about. I Yeah, everybody's
1: like, Oh my god, you gotta watch this Nicolas Cage. I'm
2: like, Yeah,
0: whatever. I'm not really into him.
2: I think he's better when he's dialed down.
0: Um, His new movie this year was pretty funny. I heard that was actually really good. But that was because the two of them worked very well together. And the movie he did make, it's basically him making fun of his career. But like,
2: which I, which I think to me that would actually work very well. And I would probably find that funny, but I've but- noticed like all the Nick cages movie that I like, he's very subdued. Like I love city mm-hmm. of angels. He dials it down pretty well for national treasure, even though there are moments where he just looks like an arrogant ass. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I, I mean, he won the Oscar, I think for leaving Las Vegas. That's a very good movie. But when you start getting into snake eyes and face off and yeah. Ugh, the wicker man or whatever like he's <laughs> so over even even um moonstruck like a lot of people always talk about oh nicholas he so wanted good an award in for that too struck. right and i'm like no he, he's not good in that movie he's terrible <laughs> in that movie i don't think he won for that i know share did which,
1: yeah awesome. so I, I knew somebody won
2: yeah but i think he's <laughs> terrible in that movie
1: <laughs> so let's head on over back to uh before we head back to nick uh i just want to make sure that we tell people who to thank for this wonderful Scarab Scuttlebutt podcast? We'll be right back, and uh, let's check out who the patrons are. <music> All right, friends, time to say thank you and acknowledge all the wonderful souls that help keep the lights on over here at the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thanks. We're super lucky to have you. Big thanks to our Executor Tier patrons, Backyard Tardis, Nick Schaefer, a huge supporter of the Red 5 Network. Go support his channel and catch up on his adventures in locksmithing. Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused Podcast, another Red 5 pod. Look for them on all the socials. Can't forget our other patrons, Rogue One Radio. Thank you, DJ, Steve, and Nicole. And check out Comics and Cosmetics. Danny's got some lovely takes on comics and, uh, cosmetics. Go subscribe to her show. Our Miami pal, The Frank. What's up, Frank? And Joey Rosales, longtime supporter of The Scuttlebutt. Thank you, kind sir. Massive shout-out to my co-host and mistress of the dark, Chantel of Scarif After Dark. And the ever-so-wonderful Belinda. Thank you so much, and I'm glad you're on this list. Big thanks to our other friends, Alex and Jay, and our resident classic Hollywood expert, one of our favorite collaborators, Melanie Marquita. Big hugs to you, my friend. Huge respect to all our patrons. And if you want to help us keep the lights on over here and enjoy the show, head on over to patreon.com slash Scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. It's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. And a big thanks to all our patrons. Shanti, you are one of them. I appreciate your wonderful, wonderful support. Thank I'm you so me. much it's an investment it's <laughs> too funny it so let's get back to our show um nick you got uh now uh you're next to the next category what was that movies that i love
0: that others don't yes movies that
2: people hate yeah that you actually
0: love you would say is like were critically pan movies yeah um so so i i changed this a little bit really quick two movies that i i like that actually fans and critics like too but i thought they were going to be terrible movies were um the new planet of the apes the first of the trilogy with james franco and Mm -hmm. that matt reeves did because i remember seeing the trailer i thought it was going to be like a 49 type percent movie on rotten tomato like just a crappy and i'm like why are they doing planet of the apes again and i love that movie um and then the movie prisoners with jake gyllenhaal and hugh jackman is one of my favorite um I, I don't like I don't know how that genre like like psychological thriller. I oh, thought that's that the, that the like,
1: one is that the one where they capture this uh child molester and keep him in the yeah,
0: yeah, so they they capture so what happens is Hugh Jackman's daughter gets kidnapped. Um his daughter and Terrence Howard, who's one of his friends, they're like having a Thanksgiving together, the kids go outside to play and they get abducted. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal comes in. He's this rugged detective who's a little bit crazy and they're trying to find, they think it's someone who's played by Paul Dano and is great. Who's kind of maybe like autistic or something. Like he's just kind of not quite there. And, and he but, lives in a van. Well, no. So he was in a van. It turns yeah, out like yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's a crazy movie, but the trailer looked terrible. I thought. And I went, yeah. I only went to see it with my buddy, cause he was like, come on, let's just go see it. I heard it's good. And I'm like, whatever. And, then I saw it. I was like, "Damn, that was really good." So, so those movies were not critically panned. Those were just ones that I was like, "I got to get this off my chest." I thought they were both going to be crap, and I love both of them. Ah, uh, so the movie, my my favorite guilty pleasure movie, is from the '90s. It's a, a little film called Mouse Hunt.
2: Oh, I love that movie.
0: Nathan Lane and Lee Evans, and it's a movie that. Uh, didn't have really staying power. I don't think... I I mean, I know people who know it, but it wasn't like some movie that was a huge hit or a huge flop. It just was kind of there. It was kind of after the whole Home Alone uh, type of uh, let's do these Three Stooges type physical comedies. And I just think Nathan Lane and Lee Evans together are so freaking funny. And that movie as a 33 year, or almost 33 year old that I could still watch today and crack up at all the jokes. Uh, the Christopher Walker cameo is great. Um, but it's a movie that's 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. I looked this up today and a 6.5 on IMDB. So it's like a movie that I'm sure there's people who like it, but like, it's not like a movie like home alone or any of those kind of like kid nineties movies that have had mm-hmm. a resurgence in any way. It's just a movie where, I think they had good, like good actors. They're trying to do kind of like a, almost like they're like Tom and Jerry, but like right, a live right, action. Yeah. And and I love that movie. Um, and then my other one's Wild Hogs. <laughs> it's it's like <laughs> a guilty pleasure movie that I uh my my former stepdad was a uh, was a biker, and we used to watch that movie a lot together. And like. Aww. It's a ridiculous movie, but I still laugh at it. I think it's funny. Um, but I know it's not a movie that people consider like a comedy gem. So yeah. no. that's funny. Yeah, those are my 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 two really like panned ones that I those are guilty pleasures.
1: Uh, I've seen looking at Mouse Hunt and um, <laughs> I <love> that
2: movie. <laughs> it's it's I funny. It's a kid's <laughs> movie, but it's really funny. I saw that actually as a kid. I love that movie.
1: Yeah, I have not seen it, but I'm reading it. It's Gore Verbinski's first uh movie
0: it's cute.
1: And, it's, uh, it's,
0: yeah. it's, it's just these two brothers who are kind of grown <laughs> apart their dad dies and they inherit his house which is this old mansion piece of crap. Yeah, it's a decrepit piece of crap and they're like oh let's fix it up and sell it because they need money they're both kind of broke and there turns out to be a mouse in it and the whole movie is them trying to get rid of this mouse
2: this one mouse is and wreaking havoc <laughs>
0: It is like three Stooges, Home Alone, all wrapped in toge- like with Tom and Jerry. And it's like these things that should kill these guys. They get, you know, it, it's just slapstick. <laughs> but Nathan fine. Lane and Lee Evans are so good in it. And I'm like, I'd love to have seen them in a movie, you know, like the birdcage, like a movie like that, that's that's not uh, a slapsticky comedy but oh movie. man it is it is such a guilty pleasure it's it's one of my I did a hey. hundred favorite movies list before I started my job I'm at because I had time to kill and I it was like it's <laughs> up there it's in like the 70 to 100 range because I'm like I yeah. know it's not a good movie but God yeah. if I put it on I will watch it and
2: laugh my butt off yeah sometimes it's just about yeah. shutting your brain off and whatever mm-hmm. and helps you a mouse un- to yeah 40-year-olds. whatever helps you to unwind <laughs> relax brings you joy makes you laugh. I'm all for it.
1: It's too slacky for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's cool. go Getters. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Too funny. All right. Um, Shanti, what do you got?
2: Well, it's funny because now this just triggered two more movies, uh, Nick that popped into my head in addition to my three. Well, one of them is, um, I love planet of the apes, but I love the originals very, very much. Like even the seat, like all of them, because I love Roddy McDowell. Yeah. But believe it or not, I didn't. I never finished watching the newer trilogy, but I know the Tim Burton one got panned. But really, aside from Mark Wahlberg, because he's probably you know the least compelling thing in that movie, I actually really like that remake. But whatever, I don't want to get into that one too much because that's not on my list. Um, The other one that's actually not on my list that just popped into my head, which I saw in theaters, didn't like it when I saw in theaters, but then the more and more I watched it on TV, I ended up liking it, and now it's become like the movie that I watch every year with all the other Christmas movies, Christmas with the Cranks, okay. with Tim <laughs> Allen and Jamie okay. Lee Curtis. Now I actually really enjoy that movie. <laughs> I just, oh, man, I just, that
0: is a random Christmas movie.
2: <laughs> I just, I don't know what it is. I I love the Tim Allen. I don't blame <laughs> him. You know, it, I really... Do you think it really does show what a pain in the ass Christmas has become. And the poor guy just wants to go on a damn cruise because they're empty nesters now. They had one daughter. She goes off to the Peace Corps or whatever. I don't blame him. And the whole town is just rallying against them because they don't want to decorate. Man, they're not going to be here. Why should they do anything? So <laughs> I love that movie. I, I really love that movie. But the three that I actually put on here... um, and this was during my days while I was living, I'm um, only with my parents now, but previously, like in high school, uh, we always had Encore. And they played the movie Waiting a lot with uh, Ryan Reynolds about the people working in a restaurant.
0: Mm-hmm. Justin and, Long, yeah. And Justin uh, Long. It's a very that, mid-2000s movie. That
2: movie is so terrible. and kind of gross because there is one particular scene where they do exactly what I fear about sending food back to the kitchen. (laughs) But for some reason, I do not, but for some reason, I just love that movie. I think it's (laughs) funny. Ryan Reynolds being his snarky douchey self as always. And I just kind of like the camaraderie between the workers because it just reminded me very much of When I worked at Victoria's Secret, that's right. I worked at Victoria's Secret. (laughs) And me and the girls would get changed after work, after we would close up the store and we would all go go out. No, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No, we would all go to the beach or we would go to a club. We'd go to a bar. We'd go to a restaurant and and get together and have fun or a house party. So I think that's why I have like a connection with that movie because – you know, I kind of did that that kind of thing, so I, I can totally relate to that movie. Um, My next one is a more recent movie. I actually don't understand why this one gets so much hate from the DC people, and I guess maybe because it's not serious enough, and I know why Roe doesn't really like the movie. Shazam. I love Shazam, oh, but yeah. I see a lot of hate for that movie on Twitter, and I don't know why, because honestly take out the you know when Zachary Levy is actually Shazam the movie is actually a little more serious than people think I think the car accident at the very beginning of the movie is pretty horrific and I think one of the other scenes when this you know the boardroom people get attacked by the the deadly sins is pretty freaking graphic but Listen, I do think it's actually a more honest portrayal of what would happen if a kid suddenly did get powers. And I think it's, you know, that's probably something that I would do is I would probably do a lot of goofy stuff first before I finally take responsibility as an actual superhero. So I don't know. I thought it was a great movie. I've seen that one many times. It's actually one of the few of the current DCU movies that I've watched multiple, multiple times next to Wonder Woman. Cool. And then last but not least the shittiest of all shitty movies (laughs) showgirls
1: (laughs) that's funny and i I was kidding i
2: was kidding when i posted that
1: so you actually got it huh
2: i love that movie (laughs) i've seen it so many times it's not even funny and not because i think it's sexy or because it turns me on no that movie is a big Big pile of turd. It's hilarious to me. It is a lifetime movie on steroids. I love it. I love it for its ridiculousness. I'm sorry that it killed Elizabeth, whatever her name is. god. Oh um, you want to talk
0: about murdering career. someone's career. It really yeah.
2: <laughs> Elizabeth Berkeley, but I love that movie. And honestly, I don't know why Kyle mclaughlin did that movie because he was already pretty established at that point, in my opinion. Like man, you were like in Blue Velvet. Like, <laughs> I don't know why he was in that movie, but I love it. I love it. It's the perfect, like, shut your brain off and just sit back and make fun of it till no end.
1: You know, it's funny. Um, Some actors, you know, you watch in a movie and you're like, I wonder why this guy's in this. Uh He doesn't either need the money, um, but sometimes there is, oh man, what is that? There was that one cartoon movie where um it was it was almost like Who Framed Roger Rabbit it was a mix of cartoon Oh with the Brad
0: Pitt one, right? Where he it's like he's a detective Cool world.
1: Yes.
2: Cool, yes. World.
1: cool world. Who was yeah. the um who was the detective? The actor. His last name is Gabriel.
2: Gabriel Byrne.
1: Yes. He's one of those actors that I love I love him in his roles, but he's not in enough movies. And sometimes I feel like, you know, these actors just pick and choose, you know, movies that are kind of quirky, movies that uh, will, you know, give them a paycheck, but they really don't, they really don't want to be stars. Um, and he's one of those actors too. And I think um, you just mentioned um, uh, Kyle McLaughlin. And I, I think he's kind of like a, another one of those actors that just takes stuff because he might like one aspect of something and right. he really doesn't need to be in a movie. Um, and, but, yeah, it's and I have,
2: but I have heard a lot of actors say, yes, there is a part of it that some of them just do it for the paycheck. I don't, I don't blame them. Money is money. But I have read a lot, a lot of actors also say that, you know what, maybe they just came off of a really, really, really grueling shoot and just did a really intense movie and they just wanted to do something fun and sure, mindless. And I can totally understand that because you got to stay relevant and maybe they don't want to take a break and this is their, their way of unwinding. Let me do this... D grade movie, and you know what True. I mean? Like, I totally yeah. can totally they might have thought too, that.
0: reading the script. Maybe they're like, Look, we, we don't know if this movie's going to be good, but it's edgy, let's try something a little, you know, sexy, yeah. different, whatever. And you get an actor like that who's like, Well, he's not a household name by any means, but he is an actor. When you see him, you know him from something, you'll be like, right, Oh, yeah, right. you recognize that face, but yeah that movie i watched at a way too young age where Four. there's things in that movie no oh, yeah. no oh uh, showgirls. <laughs> no, showgirls. Where where i was like very learned <laughs> about things that i'm like oh i don't know what well, that means and then you find out when you get older and you're like jesus why did i watch that
2: well That's if funny. you guys all if y'all if you guys all know josh sith care bear he uh had the unfortunate occurrence of watching showgirls with his parents Oh my God! (laughs) At a very young age, as a teenager, so you can imagine how difficult that was for. Oh God!
0: Yeah, that had to be that had to be awkward. (laughs) And I
2: have read that Kyle McLaughlin is like supremely embarrassed, and that I think when he when they went to the premiere or whatever, like he left during the sex scenes so of Showgirls. Like, just he uh, he is
0: also the bad guy in the Flintstones movie. Okay, so I love that movie. I, yeah, I, I saw know. that as was, a kid. That's he was, during he my was time coming time. off that, and he's like, that was a kid's movie. I need to do an adult. Yeah, so. well, good job. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it was. Uh, well, that's a good one. Thanks. Too funny. Yeah.
2: All right, Ro.
1: So my first movie uh we already talked about and i feel that we don't need to talk about it again but we will um add to the list avatar um (laughs) i do i do like avatar and i know it gets panned and i i I don't understand it i guess i understand it a little more now that you uh spoke about it shanti Mm -hmm. um and i've never seen fern gully so it's new to me (laughs) um so one of the movies that i'm not sure if it did um If it did well at the box office, but I absolutely loved, loved, loved. I went to go see it in 1996. Um, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire
0: Danes. Love that movie.
1: It was, I sat there and I didn't know they were using the original Shakespeare. And I'm, I'm watching this movie and the first few minutes I'm like, oh, this is so cute. These gangsters are these gangbangers are using, you know, original, uh, original text. And then it just kept on going. And I'm like, what the hell? But one of the things that really impressed me at that point, I guess, cause I was not very familiar with Leonard DiCaprio, mm-hmm. his performance at the end was nothing short than phenomenal. When, when he, when he's at the, the steps of the church mm-hmm. and he's shooting, Um, his adversary and uh, you, the camera just kind of rolls into his eyes and he's got so much rage and um, it, uh, he was amazing. And who doesn't love Claire Danes? I mean, these, uh, this is his early uh, career, but really uh,
0: quick. It actually was a, I just looked it up because when you said that about the box office, it was actually a pretty good box office. It was like a $14 million budget, made 11 its opening week, but ended up with like 147 worldwide when it's run. So it was a pretty big hit, but- you are right. I don't remember it being a huge hit, you know, financially, but I guess it was. And but I
2: think Norman, been, I is think another one who's like, yeah. mm, he's not every, yeah, he's not everyone's cup of tea. Because I love mm. Moulin Rouge, and I know a lot of people think it's chaotic, just like Romeo and Juliet. But I appreciate Romeo and Juliet because you modernized it, and I thought it was a good way to and a hell
0: of a cast in that get movie, a younger
2: like. audience to really appreciate uh, Shakespeare. And the actor who plays the priest in that movie um oh yeah he's the priest or the the herbologist the one who get the the apothecary guy the one who actually gets gives him the poison or whatever yeah like i believe he is actually saying actually reciting the words in the tone and the speed that you are supposed to be reciting um romeo and juliet yeah yeah i love that movie row love it's been a while
1: wasn't he the same actor uh, in Jurassic Park?
0: Yeah, Peter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He he, he away, was. um Yeah, he passed away. He was in The Lost World and he's like the hunter character. Right. So yeah. Lost World, the who lives. Yeah, he's in a lot. He's been especially in the 90s. He was in a ton of stuff. Yeah, but he was. A yeah. Big deal. yeah, that's a good
1: one. I gotta go back and check because I'm looking at the uh, the actors. I didn't know Paul Rudd was in that.
0: Oh yes, yeah, a yes. young Paul Rudd. Uh, uh, oh my God. God, yeah, this cast list is huge. Uh, <laughs> oh
2: yeah, Peter Postel Postle- or something like yeah, yep. yeah. Yes, yeah. Ravino. Oh wait
0: a minute, you said the apothecary guy is that's uh. No, I'm, I'm sorry. So list. it is
2: Father Lawrence. It is Father Lawrence. <laughs> okay, it is Father. It's okay, been a okay, long yeah. time since I've seen this movie. John Leguizamo. Oh my God. Yeah. No, the cast is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah,
1: very That's nice. A good one.
2: Good yeah, kid, bro.
1: Um, so let's see. My third movie that uh, was kind of panned, I think, but I absolutely love is uh, Waterworld. You've been there, haven't you? Dryland.
2: You know where it is. Yeah, I know where it is, oh. and uh, and we're going. You and I are,
1: kid. We've got a pitch over the side with oh, Kevin. Awesome. Okay, well
2: now you lost me. I'm I'm leaving. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in.
0: Oh <laughs> man, you think it was panned? I'm pretty positive it was panned.
1: Oh, I absolutely love the chaotic um, aspect of Waterworld. The behind-the-scenes <laughs> drama of shooting on water and having nothing work. Um, the craziness of uh, what's his name, um, Dennis Hopper. Dennis uh, <laughs> the the midgets,
0: the oil. <laughs> the, Not a the... Kevin
2: Costner fan.
0: Yeah, I like him. Holy crap! Just so looking monotone. at that—that that budget was 175 million dollars. Yes, it was expensive for as hell. Or 1995. That is insane. Yeah, yeah.
2: By the way, I'd it's, like to point out this quick cuts—not so quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, that Andor kind of sidetracked us the first like 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the budget was so high because, like I said, you know, they built that set um, right. in the middle of, of water, mm-hmm. and it just it fell apart. Um nothing held and uh they had to kind of redo a lot of stuff, but um I don't know. It's uh I, I think it has found a cult um following, an sure. underground film cult following, and uh I I absolutely love Waterworld. It's uh, it's an interesting concept. And uh, you know, I, I think he did what did he do? What did Costner do after Waterworld, which was kind of similar? I think it was uh the postman. Um, That one I didn't like too much, but um, Waterworld was uh, just fantastic. It gave me Mad Max uh, vibes. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Two men enter, one man leaves. Um, (laughs) So I absolutely love Waterworld. It's funny when you talk about Jaws and the importance. Really what happened with Waterworld is what should have happened with Jaws. With how much issues they had, like the behind the scenes stuff. Not so much with the, the actors, but just stuff not working
2: mm-hmm.
0: you would have thought that's what would have happened with jaws would, yeah that it would, what have would have happened changed. with Waterworld is like so much things behind the scenes went wrong that you know it kind of bled into the movie but yeah he did tin cup after Waterworld, and gotcha. then the postman so yeah i'm just looking at it right now i'm like yeah he's had an interesting career kevin
2: <laughs> i only yeah. like like two movies of his
0: <laughs> that was that was a good one
2: these were all yes, good, so, good yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, if, uh, if you guys are still listening and you have not seen or heard of any of the movies that we just mentioned, please look them up. Let us know what you think. Do we have a point? Are they really as hated as we think? Do we Are we crazy for loving them? Is Shanti an idiot for not liking Jaws? Absolutely. Let,
2: let oh, us know.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, guys, this has been a fantastic not-so-quick
0: quick cut. <laughs>
1: Nick, I really appreciate uh, you coming on again. Uh, tell people where to find you to say hello.
0: Yeah, uh, so if you go to Twitter, it's uh, at M underscore Nick 89, and um, I will hopefully be launching my new podcast within the next couple months, just mm-hmm. finalizing some stuff. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. I, I would love to have, I uh, you know, Shanti, I'm going to have you on as my first guest, which That's is, right. I guess, breaking news. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to have you on sometime, um, but yeah, it's going to be. And I'd love to come back on here again. Like you guys are awesome. Your whole community's great. Um, so yeah, that's where wow. to find me to ch- chit chat.
2: Thanks, Nick.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
2: And yeah,
1: like I said, if you have any uh, thoughts on some of the movies that we mentioned, send us an email over at scarf at gmail.com or better yet. We love to hear your voices. And uh, just for that, we have set up a scuttlebutt hotline. You can give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 773-234-8659. Shanti, what is up with your bad self? What do you got going?
2: So um, I'm actually on a break uh, next week, but... um uh let me see by the time this drops it would have already passed but that's that's cool because i'm sure we'll still have it up um if you could please go back to any one of the many many shows within the red five network um the last saturday which would be the uh the 28th or the 29th um we hosted a 24 hour fundraiser stream uh for our friend tom of the red five tavern which is um part of the Red 5 Network where uh, we get together and play Dungeons and Dragons. He unfortunately had a really, really, really horrible house fire, so we're kind of doing a GoFundMe. Um, I'm pretty sure that we're not going to stop the GoFundMe after the uh, stream happens. So um, I hope everyone catches that because Scarif After Dark obviously participated in it. And you need to check it out because... (laughs) Cousins, cousins! Twenty-four hours. No, because at the very end of the episode, oh my god, I can't even say it. Josh and I did a reading of Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: Oh my god! God.
2: We, I picked five pages from the. It's so, it's so stupid. but it's a lot of fun. You gotta watch it because it's not obscene well i mean the words are obscene but like we we were laughing and we were doing like hand gestures to act it out and it's just completely ridiculous but we did it for a really 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 great cause and um um, we hope you like it but um even though we won't be live on november 5th um for all you stranger things uh lovers Um, here in Miami, there is actually a Stranger Things pop-up store in the only mall that I love because I hate the mall and I hate, I hate going to the mall, but I will be going there next week and taking some footage and in combination with whatever it is that I end up doing on Halloween. So I will be combining all of that and dropping that as a video next week. So that should be a lot of fun and, um, yeah, so far I think that's all I got going on, and then of course, Ro and I are continuing to review Andor every Saturday on Scare of Live.
1: Very nice. It would be nice for you to uh, to have some sort of recording device to take you to the mall to record some interviews. That uh, might that would be beneficial, make, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a really great idea. Mm-hmm. I wonder how we can make that happen.
2: I don't know. Um,
1: hmm. Okay, inside joke. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> bring you, bring <laughs> you into a <laughs> dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but um thank you everyone for joining us on this quick cuts here at the scare of scuttlebutt podcast if you want to learn more just look for the hashtag uh on the stuff that shanti just mentioned hashtag tavern for tom and uh, keep that going. We are part of the Red 5 Network. Look for the rest of the Red 5 Network podcast and content creators at red5network.com or check out the bio link. It's bio.link red5. Until next time, this is Ro, that's Nick, and Shanti is hating milkshakes. That's the scuttlebutt. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Just wanted to remind you all we can be found wherever you find your other favorite shows iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Podchaser, Backtracks FM, Podtail, Owltail google podcast and of course our own red5network.com to name a few and don't forget to drop us a voicemail at 773-234-8659 our scuttlebutt hotline we want to hear what's on your mind your call is very important to us let us know what you think of the show what future topics we should tackle or just to say hello there please hold